Welcome to the AI Applied Podcast. Today, we had so much AI news happen this week. We literally didn't even know what to do with it. We got a list is, you know, as thick as um, Connor's newsletter, and that is a thick newsletter. There's some incredible stuff in there, so make sure you're definitely subscribed to that. But we wanted to kick this off with a big announcement that is massive, but completely overlooked. That is that Google has released Gemini 1.5. This was kind of sandwiched right uh, between some other announcements and Sora getting uh, unleashed from OpenAI, which is obviously an amazing uh, video generation AI model. Um, and it's it kind of made Google's whole thing overlooked. Everyone's feeling a little bit bad, but Google has created something incredible. Connor, what have you seen of Google Gemini 1.5? Yeah, it's it's really fascinating, right? Because Jaden, you and I are pretty hard on Google, but it is we are grading on a curve a little bit, right? Like, I mean, first of all, Google, 200,000 people, a billion I was about to say billion dollars as an exaggeration. It's that's way under exaggerated. They have trillions and trillions of dollars. Not literally, folks, but like, but when they have are putting out Gemini 1.5, I think everybody was pleasantly surprised. It came out really just a couple of months after 1.0 was released. And it actually seemed pretty cool. It's sort of like going to be like the gen, the this general general purpose model in uh in the system. And it's it is sort of showing some genuine uh advancements. I think one of the things that's catching people's attention is the huge context window for one, which is uh, Sundar Pichai. I think he said this in The Verge or something like that. He's like, you know that we can put like the entire Lord of the Rings uh, trilogy in there. So it's, uh, you know, what is it? It's it's sort of like, you know, up to a million tokens, which is a crazy compared to, if you think about OpenAI's GPT-4, it's like 128,000. Uh, if you think about the current Gemini Pro, it's only uh, 32,000. So the context window is great. I think it's going to be uh, you know, coming up sort of also uh, making its way up the ladder of these sort of stats that we that we care about, right? This sort of like mixture of experts, uh, architecture, the MOE experts and all that kind of stuff, which is just basically a fancy way that saying that it does better and like uh, selectively activating the most, uh, what is it? It's like the pathways in the neural uh, network. It improves performance. It's, you know, it's coming up to like, you know, where we're going to get access to ultra. There is a two month free, uh, you know, sort of like trial. Here's the thing, Jaden, that I, I, I'd love sort of like, you know, your thoughts on, because I've seen people testing and people are like, generally, it's pretty good, but it's not blowing anyone away. And Google is going to be asking 20 bucks a month for this thing. It just feels like Gemini 1.5 look way better. ChatGPT4 competitor for sure. I don't know. Are you seeing any demos or anything like that that you're like, holy cow, stop the presses? Well, this is what I'll say, um, and this is what I'm impressed on. I, I'll give I'll give Google a little bit of a a little bit of a pat on the back for for once, because I know we are quite hard on it. Um, and that is that I'm impressed. Google came out with this thing kind of unannounced. This wasn't super expected in mid February. They just released like their first version in like December January ish. So this is only like a month and a half later, pretty much. And that is a, that's a move I like. And I think essentially what happened there was it, they they got some flack for not being even as good as OpenAI. And then they're like, hey, we can do better. So they did a big crunch for a month and a half and try to get this thing up to par, get it even better. And I will say that um, it seems almost like this game, whoever has the most money to throw away, they can win one game. And the one game is the context window game. And uh, it's kind of like, you know, uh, for a while, OpenAI was getting beat out by Anthropics Claude. And I'll be 100% mm -hmm. honest, I was using Anthropics Claude at least, you know, once every couple of days because it had a bigger context window yeah. than ChatGPT. And I was like, awesome. Well, I have this massive document. I want you to scan for the stuff, throw it in. It gets scanned. It was, you know, before 
uh, the code interpreter. So I was uploading PDFs to it. Okay. Then OpenAI, of course, does that. And I, I feel like I need to use it less. So in the meantime, if you want to get people to use your tool, find something like that. It might be a loss leader, right? Like Google might lose money on a uh, 1 million token context window. But I think hats off to them for doing that. It's 10x of OpenAI. You could do some big things. I do think, though, you're going to get diminishing returns on this mm -hmm. one. So this is one, if you have money and big funding now, use it. It's a good a party, you know, party trick to pull out. Eventually, 1 million, 2 million, 10 million, 100 million, a billion context window. Like, okay, like, I just need you to analyze my PDF. So on average, my PDFs are not going to be more than, you know, 10 or 20 or 50 or 100 pages. So I think at some point you're going to get diminishing returns. But kudos to Google on the uh, kind of stealth speed release mid-February. And then also the big context window. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I mean, but Jane, maybe to your point, it's sort of playing kind of an older game, right? It's I, I was the same thing. Like we all used to use Anthropics Claude, uh, you know, when when GPT could only handle, I think it was like I got it down to like you know up to like twenty three hundred words. I remember I was like sort of like knew the exact word count that I could do, but now that's becoming less of a thing. And are there that many people that need to upload an entire trilogy? I don't know. And also the recollection that these tools have of that exact thing. That's what matters, not how much you can upload into it. So that's number one. But maybe to pivot a little bit here, it feels like OpenAI, first of all, sort of like it almost feels like a pro wrestling thing where OpenAI comes in and like crunches Google from both sides because OpenAI like drops something, which I'm about to talk about, about memory. Google drops Gemini like, oh, yeah, watch this. And then OpenAI drops the hammer with uh, Sora two hours later, which is hilarious. And we were recording a podcast on Sora. So I just want to talk for a second. Uh, about the memory thing, because it almost feels like OpenAI is playing a slightly different game. When 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 Google was teasing Gemini for so long, they were teasing that they were playing a different game, right? They were saying like, this is going to be multimodal from the ground up, whereas uh, OpenAI's device is sort of, you know, Frankenstein's in, you know, vision and all that kind of stuff. And But it didn't really come through like that. And now I feel like the tables have turned a little bit where OpenAI is playing the different game. And that's where I want to talk about for a second, this idea of memory. Uh, and this is where, you know, these things that we've gotten very used to, like when I go out and I train companies, which I do a ton, you know, I'm kind of just giving them a lay of the land. You know, you have your chats on the left hand side of your chat GPT. And I always say, like, you know, it's like getting cryogenically frozen that chat. Right. I mean, like you can go back to it any time. It will remember exactly where you are. But if you go to a new chat, it's like, I don't know who Jaden Shaver is. I don't know who Connor Grennan is. Right. I mean, like it's it's yeah. weird. It's like amnesia or cryogenically frozen with a perfect memory. So what ChatGPT is doing, and this was sort of getting teased a little bit in their Teams uh, function, was this idea that it can start remembering and retaining. So what they're saying now is that it's going to have this a new memory system that like retains inform you know basically the information about users over time, like uh, coding preferences and uh, personal details, past interactions, things like that. And the idea is that this is going to be make making more like um, more personal, uh, more uh, efficient. You don't have to like keep repeating yourself, things like that. Now, there are privacy issues and they're going to allow you to, to sort of like toggle things on and off. But, you know, when you saw this about the memory, to me, this felt like this is getting closer to this tool really learning something about me. What was your take on the open AI tools coming out? Yeah, I mean, I think it's cool. Um, you can essentially build a, a, a database of like memories of things to remember about you. And what I thought was cool is they actually have two one for just general chats you do and then one for GPTs you use. So GPTs you use can have memories that are specifically relevant to them that they remember and OpenAI and the GPTs don't like cross reference those. So I think that's kind of cool and uh, you could delete them if you want or you can keep them. So I think that's cool on OpenAI's part. 
The one other thing that I thought was really fascinating that opening I did uh, in this whole latest news cycle that I wanted to bring up, and I know, Connor, you got some background in it, so I'll, I'll bring you in on this. Um, but Logan Kilpatrick, who we've had on the podcast before, he tweeted out, and I, so I recently saw his post on X, where he said that uh, OpenAI is now publicly sharing the OpenAI forum. So he said this is a place to discuss, learn, and shape AI. The forum features online and in-person events, along with paid activities that directly impact OpenAI models. Um, Connor, have you been part of this? I, I believe you said something about you being part of this forum. What is this? Tell us a little bit about this, because this sounds super fascinating. It was so cool, and uh, and yeah, and happy to sort of like share this out because this is an application process so people get your pens and pencils uh ready here so yeah this is like the open ai forum and uh you know run by our friend natalie Cohn, uh you know boosted out by uh by logan kilpatrick like all these like uh all these like super great people over at uh open ai they have great people over there but i have been a part of this in when it was sort of in stealth mode a little bit which i hope it's okay to talk about now, but, uh, but last summer, Natalie, uh, you know, reached out to me. She's like, Hey, we're putting together this thing where we're kind of like bringing together, you know, thought leaders and people from around, uh, like a lot of like developers also from OpenAI, a ton of different people from OpenAI, Um, but also just people who are, you know, in the scope of the world who starting to use, uh, generative AI. We want to kind of get your feelings on it. And it's been such a cool series, Jaden. Like it's, we all kind of get on the phone, like, I don't know, every month, every couple of weeks, something like that. There's always like a, a, a presentation i had a chance i think i was giving i gave one of the first ones actually sort of like to talk about like my way of uh understanding generative ai and there was just tons of open ai people there and all that kind of stuff super fun to share and they've now opened this up and so uh and you know so people are going to be able to anybody who's interested in uh generative ai anybody who's using it uh in their own line of work because this is what open AI is really really interested in they're interested in hearing from and getting the interactivity from People who are not locked in as developers and, you know, making their own creations and things like that. So, Gene, they would love to have you. I know with your AI box, I know that's taking off right now. I hope that you are still taking investments in uh, in your fundraising rounds, but also just schmoes like me, right, who come from like uh, academia, people in public policy, educators, uh, speakers, everybody, you know, marketers, people who just use it. So, again, Check out OpenAI. Uh, check out, you know, I, I reposted it. Uh, check out Logan. Check out Natalie. Check out anybody on LinkedIn who's posting about this because they are actively asking people to sign up and apply and try to come and be a part of this cohort because it's going to be, I think, really, really cool. Yeah, so fascinating. So, yeah, definitely make sure to check that out. Apply to join. Um, there's so much more. Connor, did you have anything else that you saw? I mean, I I'm honestly just still in a whirlwind of all the AI news uh, that's come out this week. Is there anything else you wanted to... Uh, to add on to this? I mean, there was almost too much. Like I know Magic got sort of like this giant investment from Nat Friedman of like a hundred million. I probably have these numbers wrong. It's just all no, these things right. were like spinning past uh, my eyes, Gene. I was trying to kind of track along with AI, your AI chat. The Sora thing I think came in like cannonballed into the pool at the end of the week to sort of like just douse everybody else. But there was almost too much to keep up on. It felt like that week in March. Remember that, Jaden, where like anything that came out, I think Bard was announced that week and and GPT-4 came out like that week. It was one of these weeks where it felt like any moment, any hour could have been front page of the New York Times. This week, and especially the last few days, uh, has felt like that. So listen, so, you know, every once in a while I go out and I train companies and I get asked, uh, hey, listen, so, you know, where are we going to be in, in two years? I'm like, where are we going to be in two years? I'm like, where are we going to be in two weeks? And I'm not even exaggerating. Uh, listen, you know, we were talking, Jaden, you and I were talking to uh, Alex Singla and our very own Liz Grennan over at 
uh, McKinsey who basically run a lot of their generative AI stuff. And they're like, listen, folks, this is, you know, this podcast is AI applied. Get on there, try it. You don't have to be an expert in everything that's coming out. You just have to understand what these tools feel like to your fingers. Just get on there, sort of like get those dopamine hits going because I promise you, once you start seeing like, okay, Sora is coming out, 1.5 from Gemini is coming out, memory from ChatGPT, all these things will start to make more sense. But the most important thing is just get on there, figure out what you do during the day and start messing around with it, start playing with it. Yeah, 100%. I think that's the biggest takeaway. So much is coming down the pipe. Uh, you got to be trying it out. You got to be looking at it. Um, and, and try to incorporate it into what you're doing. So thank you so much for tuning in to the AI Applied Podcast. We really appreciate you all jumping on. Make sure to rate us wherever you get your podcasts. So that's on Apple. I know, come on, scroll down, hit those stars. Um, if it's on Spotify, click on the About Us about section. Go leave us a review. We really appreciate it. We hope that you all have an amazing rest of your day.